Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of podcasts. Already did a Power Rankings Tuesday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We will do the Even Money Podcast at our normal time today, even though there's still two more NFL games in Week 15. Uh, you can hit me up on social at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. I absolutely love when you guys retweet or like the show. It makes a great difference to us. Uh, means a great deal. Hit uh, the quote tweet button. Love that. You get a great chance if you quote tweet at Ross Tucker Pod of getting a retweet there. So go ahead and do that. The star of this show is Emery Hunt. This guy knows everything about everything. He was just telling me that evidently Hawaii played home games this year at their practice field with temporary bleachers. Check him out at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. It's time. If you haven't gotten it yet, it is time to get the best draft guide. Emery, I honestly don't know how you do it. Like, how do you know everything that's going on in the sport of football? Like, what do you do all day? Here's the thing, Ross. This is something my grandfather told me way back when. The more you read, the less you have to say. And when you do speak, the more you have to say. You know, because you're so uh, read up on things. And, you know, you have, you know, two eyes, two ears, and just one mouth. Read more, watch more, speak less. Well, it's impressive. Maybe that's why I don't know crap. All I do is talk. (laughs) Maybe that's my issue. All I do is talk all day on radio stations and on podcasts. We finally figured out my problem. Any big takeaways? By the way, we record this Tuesday morning this week, 8.45 a.m. Eastern time. Any, uh, Any big takeaways from bowl season so far? You know, it, it's been fascinating, man. One, the Cajuns 13 and one, 13 straight wins. Shout out to my region Cajuns for doing the damn thing down there in New Orleans. Um, but one big takeaway, I mean, to be honest, you, you look at the attendance of these bowl games, and I know they're they're fun for the community, fun for fans and things of that nature, but they've been rather low. Now, granted, you could look at that from uh twofold. One, it's always been low because it's not a quote-unquote major bowl game in the pandemic that we're still currently in uh, as we enter season three you know, of this pandemic. But um, the Celebration Bowl is still leading the pack with 48,000 people uh, that they had in attendance in that game. And that's a story in and of itself, because to watch Jackson State get beat down like that by South Carolina State was was 
probably the biggest upset so far in this bowl season. But the attendance um, is, is rather unique in, in terms of why people aren't traveling to these bowl games. I'm never going to say we have too many because every bowl game matters and every bowl game is great. But I don't know if there is a, a, a way to, to really drum up attendance to bowl games that are not, you know, the major, let's say, eight, because I think that's the, the, the thing. Honestly, man, these are like made-for-TV events. Bingo. You know, the, the, these are events that they have because they can get standalone windows. It's the only game on. A lot of people watch. A lot of people bet on it. I mean, that's what we're doing here in part on the College Draft Podcast. It's three podcasts in one. We talk college football. We talk the NFL draft, so we'll give you the best prospects in the bowl games and the biggest games. And, of course, we go ahead and give you Emery's thoughts on placing a wager on these games. And I, Again, I will say, all, go ahead. I will, you know, as, as I said all this, yesterday I did sit down in the middle of the day with a bowl of ice cream and a protein cookie and watch that. Myrtle Beach Bowl. <laughs> so you're right. It's just TV, middle of the day TV. It was either watch that or watch Law and Order reruns. As much as I love Law and Order, all this, you know, criminal intent, the regular Law and Order, you know, SVU, I'm going to watch football regardless of who's playing and where they're playing. Totally agree. Uh, reminder I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, you can check us out youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Let's start, Emery, with. Mizzou against Army. It's Wednesday night. Obviously, I called seven Army games this year, so I'm looking forward to the Armed Forces Bowl. Little SEC game against Army. Army's actually favored by four. Uh, I can get into some of the Army pro prospects, but let's start with you talking about a couple guys for Mizzou. Yeah, Connor Bays, look, I'm a big fan of his game, man. Last year uh, was his freshman year. Um, I thought he played well considering he was a freshman starting in the SEC. And then this year, kind of been up and down, but still solid. I think he has a lot of work with tools. Um, I don't know what what the draft eligibility status is. I wish more sites were kind of like what Hawaii does, let you know how it's broken down, who are the super seniors, and how many years of eligibility folks have left because it makes it easier. So you don't know if he's going to, if he's still a quote unquote technically a freshman or is he a third year sophomore or whatnot, but someone that I like as a prospect down the line. I know Tyler Beatty is the running back, but he's not going to play in this bowl game, I don't believe. And we don't know if he's entering the draft because we saw him uh, just do a lot of great things all throughout his career at Missouri. Uh, but I don't feel, I, I don't believe he's playing in this game. Um, but on the defensive side, you have Allie Green, the fourth, someone that is your quintessential Mizzou defensive back at that position, someone that is flying up in the alley and run support, good instincts, can play the hash to the sideline rather well, um, closes on the ball and on the ball carrier, and is an impactful tackler. So good all-around skill set, big fan of what he, what those two guys bring to the table. I'm excited to watch those two uh, go up against Armour, and uh, Green should have his hands full against that option attack. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, um, Emery, that, you know, you don't know who's playing in some of these bowl games. You know, so far there's two Penn State guys 
that aren't playing. Linebackers Brandon Smith and Ellis Brooks. I follow Penn State living here in central Pennsylvania, but I don't know. I don't expect Jahan Dotson to play, but he hasn't said that yet. So, uh, well, I guess we'll just have to see. Um, I'll tell you, we've talked about it before, but Army has um, four guys on the defensive side of the ball that have a great chance to get opportunities at the next level. Two will for sure, and that's the two D linemen. Number 95, Nolan Cockrell, their nose tackle. He is a just so strong, tremendous player at the point of attack. And their defensive end is a junior, Andre Carter, led college football in sacks per game. Uh, he's former high school wide receiver. He's about six, six and a half, two fifty-five, long arms, moves well. So that's number 95, number 34 to watch in that game tomorrow night. And then Eric Smith, the linebacker, 53. Marquell Broughton, safety a junior, number 20, will uh, potentially get chances as well. Army favored by four, Emery. Which way are you going? Man, I watched that Mizzou defense get run over by everybody this season. Expect that to happen again in this game. It's a ball control game. Army's defense is solid. They can run the football. To me, this is an easy cover for the for the Black Knights. So I, I like Army to lay the, the, the four here. Our question, Ross, it, you know, since since you cover Army a lot, do you what do you feel about the rule uh, that you know it, it's an ever changing rule? Can guys go? Do they have to wait the two years before they go? Uh, should they allow guys that are clear cut pro prospects? Um, just go and play NFL and, and serve as the best recruiting tool for the, the service academies? Yeah, I, well, look, nobody asked me, but as long as they still have to do their five years at some point, as mm-hmm. long as they still have to put their time in, I think they should let them play. Because when you see Elijah Riley starting at safety for the Jets, you know, the the government – pays millions of dollars recruiting millions and millions of dollars for recruiting there's nothing better for recruiting at least if you're trying to get the best and brightest then you know a guy watching an nfl game it's like wow there's an army guy that's awesome you know a guy from army or a guy from navy um especially for the football team but not just for the football team i really think it's that way for everybody you know the more times there can be stories in the newspaper about, hey, there's an Army guy on this team. You know, Alejandro Villanueva and what he's done. I, I just think that that positive publicity is way worth letting the guys delay their commitment for five years or, you know, for however long, their their five-year commitment. So I'm a big fan. Um, let's get to Miami, Ohio against North Texas. Another four-point spread. And I think it's interesting – that you have Dominique Robinson listed for Miami, Ohio, Emory, because I've done a couple of his games the last couple of years in, in the Mac. He looks like what you're supposed to look like. I mean, he is a beautiful looking football player, high school quarterback came to Miami. He was at receiver. Then they kind of put him at tight end. Finally put him at defensive end. I mean, chiseled out of granite, crazy long arms. He doesn't even really start for them. And, yeah, I think he's going to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and that's the thing. And I'm glad you brought up the guy from Army 
because it was the perfect segue and transition into Robinson because they're built the same way in terms of these long, angular, athletic guys that find ways to the quarterback. And when, when you're talking about draft, and, and this is why we got to make this point clear to folks out there that, that follow the draft and understand, when, when we're talking about draft, first of all, you look at all picks. I look at all picks as opportunities to get better. So to me, there is no wasted pick. Second, you look at guys as developmental guys. Now, granted, for the I would say 90% of guys are what they are coming out of college. So you 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 know, if if what you see is what you're gonna get. But for guys like Robinson, you know the backstory. So you know you still have development opportunities with him within this game. And that's what makes it so enticing. So for someone like that, that you know has a limited background as an edge rusher, but has been productive in his role when he made the switch, that's someone that, hey, man, you don't draft this guy until, you know, the fifth round. Like, that's someone, me, just speaking upon myself, you know what? If I had a second-round pick, I'm taking a chance on the upside here because of the limited background. Had he been four years as a defensive end and that had been his, you know, production, yeah, fifth round, sure. But this is the type of prospect because he's long, he's athletic, He's still growing at the position. And if you have a stud defensive line coach that that can get the most out of guys, this is the prospect that you can see with the quote-unquote shooting up draft boards. And and I guarantee once he gets down there in Mobile, we know how one-on-one is heavily favoring the defensive lineman in that drill. That's someone that's name is going to become more popular around the, the draft community. He's got a pretty good battery, too, in terms of how hard he plays. And that's good because America's number one battery destination, it's AutoZone. Why number one? I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Number one, they they carry proven, tough, Duralast batteries. Nobody else does. They've got an extensive line of replacement batteries ready to fit your specific need based on your make and model. And their replacement batteries start at just $79.99. So you can upgrade your battery without breaking your wallet. You even got free battery testing and charging. You know, sometimes you might think your battery is the issue, but in reality, it's your starter or your alternator. They got that free battery charging. So if you simply need a charge, they can help you with that too. Look, the proof is in the pudding. Next time you're in need of battery help or to get your battery ready for harsh winter weather, start at AutoZone. America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, auto zone. All right, Emery. Uh, what about North Texas running back DeAndre Torrey? Yeah, I really liked his game over the course of his career. Um, very productive back, good quicks in and out of the hole. Um, could be a good complimentary complimentary back at the next level. He got hurt last year and you know came back uh, this season for the extra season. Uh, So he's played a lot of football and someone that kind of helps set the table for their run game, even though they have a a younger, more dynamic player now getting more snaps and and being much more productive than he is. But Torrey is someone that's going to get in these these lower tier all-star games and impress scouts with his versatility because he can catch the ball well. He's got good vision, good quicks, and he's going to end up on the NFL roster. Um, So I've always been a big fan of his and how he runs the football. uh, And I'm glad he's going out on a positive note with within this game. Okay. Uh, we mentioned earlier, let's talk 
about the game itself. We've got a situation where we've got Miami favored by four. Who are you rolling with? I'm rolling with North Texas, man. The mean green can score. Uh, they can really push the tempo and the pace of the game, and they can really put points up on the scoreboard. And, and as solid as Miami of Ohio has been, um, if North Texas makes this a track meet, it's all she wrote, and I think that's going to happen. So we may see a one-point game, or we may see a flat-out mean green victory. So I'm rolling with the mean green here. I love that. Uh, I love that nickname. Absolutely. Right. And people forget, man, um, because, you know, when I was playing college ball, they were in the Sun Belt Conference and they were the Sun Belt Conference representative for the New Orleans Bowl the first four years of its existence. Um, and they had a small defensive tackle that was phenomenal. He was probably a little bit before his time in Brandon Kennedy. He was about 5'11. 300 pounds, but was like the worst person that you would have to deal with up front on that defensive line. And and they were good. Uh, the the first iteration of the Sunbelt Conference in 2000, I believe, or two, I think it was 2000. And to see, you know, North Texas become this, this significant program has been fun to watch. But when they first started that defense and they had, they used to turn out running backs and Tories, one guy. And so I just want to give props to that mean green program. Cause I've seen a lot of the mean green over my over my career. How about Memphis and Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl? I didn't even know Hawaii qualified for a uh, a bowl. Why not, right? It, you know, I feel like they it, it was one of those special exemptions cuz they didn't have enough eligible bowl teams. So Miami, uh, I'm sorry, Hawaii was able to get um special exemption to play in the bowl game. It, it, hey, listen. More more practice reps more opportunities for players to get film um, and a bowl trip for, for Memphis. Yeah, that's kind of nice going out to uh, going out to Hawaii. Memphis favored by eight and a half. They got a receiver, Calvin Austin. Yeah, he is uh, instant offense, man. Um, someone that can hurt you in a multitude of ways in the wide receiver run game, in the short, quick passing game as a returner. Uh, so you want the ball in his hands. I've seen people talk about him being a thicker version of Tutu Atwell. Well, it ain't hard to do. Tutu Atwell is about 105 pounds, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's easy to be thicker than Tutu Atwell. But to have that same level of explosiveness and burst that Atwell has at a, at a you know, thicker, sturdier frame, uh, that says a lot. Plus, you know, he's someone that's going to the Senior Bowl. Can't wait to see him down that way uh, do things in practice. Because, again, we know how it goes, Ross. All these individual drills are outside of uh, running back, linebacker, blitz pickup are favored toward the offense. So this wide receiver DB one-on-one drills with those mad bohemian routes they run, he's going to have a field day. Uh, so you can see a lot of Twitter clips on social media from uh, Austin's time running routes uh, at the Senior Bowl. So I'm excited. But he's a tremendous player, probably the overall best prospect uh, in this uh, game here. What about for Hawaii? Love their running back, um, Calvin Turner Jr. He's versatile. He's a running back slash wide receiver. You know you love versatility when you're talking NFL prospects in today's game, guys that can do uh, two things. We just talked about Austin being valuable in a wide receiver run game. Well, here's a running back that's also valuable as a wide receiver running down the field and downfield routes and not just running your standard, you know, meets expectations routes for running backs, uh, your screens, flares, flats, and 
and um, swing routes. He's someone that can go in the passing game and go deep in his bag of routes and, and run those really, really well and also knows how to put the ball in the paint. So he's a versatile option. Kobe Burton is someone to keep an eye on. Uh, I know a lot about his game. He's a Louisiana kid. He's a New Orleans kid. We played at the same Little League, Milne Playground. So I know a lot about Kobe Burton. He went to McNeese State and uh, was a stud at McNeese, transferred out to Hawaii where he's been a solid contributor. So he's a good corner, has very good mirroring skills, good ball skills, and good instincts. So he's someone that you're going to hear a lot about uh, during the draft cycle. Uh, if they're not talking about him now, because obviously, Ross, we know people only cover the, the top 25 prospects all year round. But, you know, we cover everybody that has put on a football uniform. And also that leads me into Dedrick Parson, the running back out of uh, Hawaii, the, the reserve running back. Saw him a lot at Howard. You know, he was a, a, a walk on at Howard, was ended up starting as a freshman and was outstanding in that go-go offense in which you can get at footballgameplan.com slash go-go offense. The book by Brennan Marion, who is the wide receivers coach now at the University of Pittsburgh. And Parsons has great darting skills, I I like to say. Someone that can get in and out of a cut uh, from a dead standstill and that jump cut that you see running backs master nowadays, he has that in spades. So he's he, he was someone that got the call up to go from Howard to Hawaii when Brendan Marion was out there at Hawaii last year um, before he moved on to Pitt. And Parsons is someone that's a sleeper guy. He's going to be a special teamer initially, uh, but someone that can you could find a role within your offense. It may be NFL. It may be CFL. He could find a role and star as a, as a tailback. Or, you know, with the USFL now, in effect, Parsons would be someone – uh, that would be perfect in that league, too. So keep an eye on those two small college prospects that made the move to go to Hawaii. What a great way to finish your career, uh, going from D.C. And, and Lake Charles, Louisiana, to finish out in Hawaii. Yeah, really. Um, Memphis is laying eight and a half. What are you doing, Emory? Oh, lay those points with Memphis, man. Easy. Memphis is going to run away with this game. Um, and again, Austin may not even play, it, 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 but, you know, I think Memphis still has enough bullets in the gun to to run away from this in Hawaii. Hawaii has been scattershot a bit this year um, on both sides of the ball. Outside of their, uh, I mean, once we saw them in week one against UCLA, week zero against UCLA, since then it's just been a bit up and down for them. And um, I think Memphis can easily cover here. So that's Emery's pick. Uh, picks Wise is the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game all season long. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction, all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's talk about who we're going to gamble on in the next game. Ball State against Georgia State. Georgia State favored by five. We'll start with Ball State quarterback Drew Plitt, one of these six-year guys that's just been there forever. Has been there forever. Been productive. One of the more... Uh, productive quarterbacks in, in, in that program history. Um, and someone that that 
fits the mold of like I just talked about with Diedrich Parson of uh, Hawaii. He may be better suited to play in a league like the USFL or, you know, the XFL in 2023. But uh, someone that in the NFL, he's probably more along the lines of your QB three. You know, your third string quarterback is going to give a few preseason reps. Um, If teams carry three quarterbacks, he would be a good guy. He's good efficiency within the passing game. A good, solid base of skills. Uh, But for me, I think he's someone that needs to continue to play. And I I don't feel like the NFL uh, will afford him that opportunity. So a lot of these college guys, to be completely honest, and I've told these guys, you know, this since I've spoken to a lot of them during these shows uh, that I do where I interview a lot of college prospects or college players, you guys are entering football, the professional football world at the right time because there are more opportunities to play professional football and get paid for CFL. You have that that's been around for a hundred plus years, but now you have the USFL and potentially the XFL in 2023. So you're going to get an opportunity to play professional football. I think Plitt would be someone that these alternate leagues should target right away because he's played a lot of games. Uh, he has good basis of skills and it can help an offense, but I just don't think the NFL has room for guys like that. They want those guys that are near the top and ready to start and play right away. What about Georgia State's tight end, Roger Carter? Big fan of his game, man. He's one of those classic old-school H-back types. You know, he's good on kickouts, whams, um, but also solid in the, in the flat area. You could leak him down the field on these wheel routes or, or seam routes, and, you know, he's a load to bring down, so he gives you good value as a run-after-catch player, and I think he has a, a good overall skill set and, and one that's going to find himself in a role. It, some, if I could project him forward, to an NFL team and say he is the perfect fit for that team, Tennessee would be ideal because he plays like a Tennessee Titan tight end slash H back. And I'm a big fan of his game. Okay. So then with Georgia state favored by five, what are you doing? Laying those points with, with Georgia state, man. Uh, Sunbelt football is, is, is outstanding. Uh, but Georgia state quiet as kept has been, stacking up that roster, man. I, I've been impressed with what they bring to the table on both sides of the football. And so I feel like they're a much more, you know, consistent team in terms of talent at all three levels on defense and on offense up front. They could block Granger at quarterback as a difference maker. Uh, so I just think that they will do a great job in taking care of business against ball state here. Before we get to the last game, it's Western Michigan and Nevada. I want to give a shout out to people that overcome the odds, rewrite the playbook, deliver under pressure. The MVPs of small business that lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Western Michigan at Nevada. I haven't seen yet if Western Michigan D-end Ali Fayed is playing. Um, I know Nevada quarterback Carson Strong is not. Probably one reason why Western Michigan's favored by six and a half. But I still wanted to get your eval of Strong, Emery. Yeah, Strong is someone that, you know, if if you just watch him play and, and just watch as a fan and watch the game, oh, that's a pretty solid quarterback. And I think that's what he is in terms of a pro prospect because everyone wants to one-up somebody. If you say, oh, man, Carson Strong is pretty good, then next thing you know, the next person is going to say, 
well, I like him as a first-round pick. And then the next person will say, he's the best quarterback in his draft class. The next person will say, I, I would have taken him over Trevor Lawrence last year. You know, So I feel like everyone is trying to one-up someone. But when you just watch him play, he does a lot of things well. Where, where you have concern, obviously, is about the knee. But I know Jim Nagy, who does a great job with the Senior Bowl, uh, said that you know he, he he got a doctor's opinion on Strong's knee, and he should be fine moving forward. As a pro, should be no ill effects. I know that it affected him this season. Uh, so that's one concern that could potentially be off the table. But the other concern is I think the arm strength is just okay, adequate. So you're going to see a lot of times where receivers – which we know now as household names like Romeo Dubs are bailing out strong in terms of his, you know, these passes, you know, what should be a nice deep touchdown throw turns into a great acrobatic reception by Dubs. So those are some things that you really worry about, uh, you know, playing an NFL game is his ability to drive the football. Cause we know the game is played right there in the middle. Um, and when you have these wide hash marks in college, you really get to see who has that that difference, you know, maker in terms of arm strength and strong doesn't. Doesn't really provide mobility um, in terms of scrambling and getting away from pressure. So if you're going to take a strong, you better have a good offensive line and good protection. Otherwise, it could be a lot of sacks. So th- there's some questions about strong, uh, which is why it was smart for him to not play in this game. Don't put an extra game on that knee. And it was great that he got that, that opinion from the doctor that said his knee shouldn't be an issue kind of rushed back too soon, which is why we saw a little bit what we saw this year. Interesting. All right. And tell me about Ali Fayad for Western Michigan. I was on the broadcast two years ago when uh, Mammoth played Western Michigan. And I told you, I gave you the heads up. I don't know if you did a game out there, but that taco bar that they have at the press box, top notch. You know, that that is the key. That's the game changer. Beef, chicken, all that good stuff. So Western Michigan is definitely in my top five of press box foods. Uh, but with that being said, Ali Fayed is a, a shorter, quicker defensive end. And I, he was very disruptive in that ball game against a very explosive mama, you know, offense that had Pete Guerrero at running back and Kenji Bahar, who's with the Ravens on the practice squad at quarterback. So he was disruptive that game and, and has been someone that been has been disruptive all throughout his career. He came back because he could have left and gone to the NFL last year. So someone that's quick, has good hand usage, and and is someone that's probably can uh, you know be a stand-up edge guy um, or with his hand in the dirt in this game, we're going to, if he's playing, you want to see how consistent he is in terms of being uh, able to anchor versus the run because that's going to be the knock going forward. How good is he at the point of attack? Can he get off blocks? Can he you know really hold his own at the point? Um, and if he plays in this game, you get a great opportunity to see that because Nevada's offensive line is fantastic. Uh, but I know in terms of being a disruptive, quick player, probably more of a rotational piece a part in part of a defense at the NFL level is what he brings. What are you doing with uh, the spread? Western Michigan laying six and a half now with no strong. They still have a good opportunity to run the football here, I feel as though. But Western Michigan will take advantage of um, – this defense, I feel like, of Nevada. So I would lay those points with Western Michigan. A lot of people talk about their quarterback um, as well as a really good player. And just they have the ability to score quickly. And their explosiveness on offense, I think, will give Nevada a problem. So I will lay those points with the Broncos. Check them out on Twitter, at FBall Game Plan. Certainly football game plan on YouTube. We're YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. 
uh, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. What a great Christmas gift. What a great Christmas gift to yourself or someone else. Get the draft guide. Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. Right when you stop listening, right now. Don't wait. Get the draft guide now. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 